Are you looking to grow your team in 2022? If building a team and hiring help is on your list of goals for the next year, you do not want to miss today's episode. Stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. Jess here, and today we are talking about something that I think is a really important lesson in the online business space, and that is growing a team. Everybody tells you that you need to outsource, you need to grow a team, you need to buy or pay for other people to do the things that you don't want to do in your business. And this is something that I started hearing very early on in my business. And when I looked to the mentors that I was hiring and that I was working with, they all had a team, right? We all are inundated with this message that you need to hire a team, you need to hire help, you need to hire early, you need to outsource, all the things, right? And that that is the key to scaling your business. And if you are at a point in your business where maybe you have greater volume of what you're processing, where you feel like you're working all of the time, you're feeling burnt out in your business, you find yourself saying like, oh my God, I just need some help, then you're probably like, I need to hire a team. And that's exactly where I was about a year ago in my business. And in 2021, this last year, I have learned a lot (laughs) in the area of growing a team. In fact, going into this year, my primary goal was to build a team. I remember getting on the enrollment call with my mastermind with Jen Casey this year, and she's like, what is your primary goal for 2021? And it was building a team. Like, this has been my core focus this entire year. And what I didn't realize a year ago was that what I needed from that process was to learn a bigger lesson than just hiring a team. And so today I'm going to share with you the three biggest lessons that I learned while building a team and the three things that you need to do before building a team so that you can kind of skip over the hard parts that I went through this year. So the first thing that I want to start with is this romanticized idea about building a team. We see these million-dollar business owners and these gurus with their big team. They have a marketing team, and they have an ads team, and they have VAs, and they have all of these roles, and we really want that, right? Like intrinsically, it's like, man, to have a team of people that I can support and feel supported in my business and really like this beautiful vision of having other people and not feeling so alone in your business is beautiful, right? It's something we all want and crave, and maybe even you're like I was, and it made you feel more legitimate, right? Like there's a level of like legitimacy to having a team. Like, oh, so-and-so has made it. They have a team of five or six or 10 people supporting them, right? That means that you've made it. That means that you are successful 
if you have a team. And I was at a point in my business where I made multiple six figures in 2020. I also made multiple six figures this year so far. But I was at a point where I was feeling like in order to be really successful, I have to have a team of people who are working with me to build this dream and build this vision. And so I had this really big romanticized vision about having team retreats and having all of this stuff, right? Like having team meetings and all of the things that I thought I wanted in my business by hiring other people and building a team. And that's really what I thought that I wanted. But in the process of hiring that team and ultimately firing that whole team, um, I learned a lot along the way. And so in today's episode, I'm going to break down the three biggest lessons that I learned so that you can avoid making these same mistakes. (laughs) So the first thing that I learned that I think is really important and something that I cannot stress enough, if you're at a point in your business where you are profitable, but not like rolling around in Benjamin's profitable, right? Like there's a point in your business where you're making money. And then there's a point in your business where like you're making overflow. If you're just in that first one, this is a really important point. One of the biggest mistakes that I made this year when it came to growing a team was I hired for the business that I wanted, not the business that I had. And this is something that I think people tell people to do. Like this was advice that I received was like, hire for the vision, hire the team that will help you take your business to that greater vision, not necessarily hiring for the business that I had, right? And so what I found myself doing was this whole field of dreams mentality that if I build the team, then the business will come, right? If you build it, they will come. And unfortunately, while sure that worked in field of dreams, I guess, it's not real, Uh, that was not the most effective way to build a team, right? Because when you build a team to support the business that you want, but not necessarily the business that you have, you can really cut into your profit margins. One of the things that people don't really talk about when they romanticize this idea of growing a team is do you have the steady cash flow to support having a team long-term. And sure, maybe you're making an extra $1,000 a month now, but what, what does that look six months from now? What does that look like a year from now? And yes, you should be setting goals and doing things to continually grow the business, but what if that doesn't happen? Can you still support that team? Do you still have like a pot of money, like a savings account or a nest egg where you can continue to support the team to support that vision, right? And so the mistake that I made is that I hired a team for the business that I wanted, not necessarily the business that I had. So I had created this support system that was kind of bigger than the work that I had for it, right? I was anticipating needs that I didn't actually have in the time that I hired them. And that didn't work in a couple ways. One, it was expensive, right? Like it really cut into the profit margins in my business and really kind of drained my business of profit for the time that I had that team. And also I had people who were ready and hired for this big vision and not a lot of work to do because I had hired them before I had the work for them to do, right? Like I was anticipatory hiring rather than like 
reactionary hiring. And sure, there's like a middle ground, right? You should, and I'm going to talk about that, like when is the right time and who should you hire and how do you know, right? But I was looking out like six to 12 months in the future and I was like, this is the team that I need to support that level of where my business will be. And hiring them now, they just kind of twiddled their thumbs because I didn't have a few other things that I'm going to talk about in place to really support that. So if you have been given the advice that like you need to hire for the team or you need to hire the team for the business that you want, not necessarily the business that you have, I would caution you against that because it can really cut into your profit margin, but really can also put you in a position of spending more time trying to create things to give your team to do than spending the time in the role as a visionary, which is why you hired people in the first place. And that really takes me into the second lesson that I learned or the second mistake that I made was not having a clear role that needed to be filled when I hired them. So like I said, I hired a team for the business that I wanted, not necessarily the business that I had. And in that process, I didn't have a clear role for those people to fill. So I had these like dream roles of future things that I wanted them to be able to do, but I didn't have a clear like job for them to do. I didn't see a gap in my business that needed to be filled and hire for it. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. I hired my podcast editor who's listening to this right now back in July of 2019. And at that time, I had a podcast that I had a VA editing, but it just wasn't really working for what I wanted. And so I had a gap in my business, right? I had a podcast that needed to be edited. I wasn't going to edit it. And the person I had editing it wasn't the best fit for that role. And so I had a clear job for that person to do. I hired my editor and he's still with me now, a year and a half later, right? And so that is what I mean. When I hired the other part of my team, I did not have clear roles that needed to be filled. I wasn't hiring like a social media manager to specifically do one specific role, right? And so I was hiring more of these big vision things like a growth manager or whatever um, after reading Traction, which if you read that too early in your business, don't recommend, but whatever. Um, So I was hiring these bigger vision roles rather than like these really clearly defined roles that I needed help with. And so when it came down to giving them work and filling their plate and really utilizing them, I wasn't able to do that because I didn't have something specific for them to do. So I was kind of creating jobs for them while I was training them to do the jobs and hoping that it made sense. But then again, I was spending more of my time training them and creating a role for them and making sure that they had something to do than I did really in the role of visionary, which is why you hire a team to begin with. And so that was the second lesson, was having a clear role to be filled before hiring somebody. And that was something that that was a lesson that I learned in this year. And the third piece of this too, the third lesson, this also goes into that, is have I did not have clear systems or processes in place before hiring. And so again, when I hired this amazing team who I truly loved, but just did not have the business to sustain, I did not have systems or processes in place for them to do. So ideally, when you hire somebody, and this is what I'll talk about in just a minute, you have something clear for them to do. You have that clearly defined role. And there are set systems and processes and tasks that they will then take on that you can then hand to them 
because you have systems and processes and SOPs that they can then take on. And so by not having that before hiring, I didn't have a clear process to onboard them. I did not have a clear set of systems or processes for them to overtake. So I was kind of creating systems and processes for them to do, to give them something to do in a role that was really kind of amalgus and not very clearly defined for the business that I wanted in the future and not one that I had currently. So as you can probably tell, that was a hot mess. (laughs) And as I alluded to earlier in this episode, I ultimately had to let go of that team that I built because I realized I had built this random team of people that didn't actually serve where I was in my business and served where I wanted to be. And that wasn't actually helping me get there because of these other reasons. And so while I started the year wanting to grow a team, I really learned that I wasn't ready yet to grow a team. And that's what really helped me understand the things that I'm going to talk about now. And maybe you're listening to this like, wow, that sounds like a mess, Jess. It really was, right? And I think that I got into that mess because I had this romanticized vision of in order to be a successful business owner, I had to have a team. I had to have an operations manager. I had to have a growth manager. I had to have weekly um, status meetings and uh, what are they called? KPIs. I was like, I have to create all these KPIs in this dashboard and this tracker and I must be a successful business owner, blah, blah, blah. Like I had created all of these rules that I had to fulfill in order to make money and I spent so much time trying to build this house of cards than I did trying to make money. It was a very weird situation, but one that I'm also super grateful that I went through because I wouldn't have learned the things that I learned this year had I not gone through that process. And so I would love to spare you that whole hiring the wrong people thing, or not even the wrong people. I hired amazing people, but I hired for the wrong reasons without clear defined goals and purpose for them. And so if you're at that place where you're like, yes, I need help, I need to hire a team, I wanted to give you a few benchmarks and things to really put into place and to know who you want to hire and where you are in your business so that you can hire the right help that will actually move the needle in your business. So before you hire help in your business, the first thing you need to do is create the systems and processes for everything that you do in your business. And this may seem silly if you're a solopreneur who is doing it yourself, but if you want to hire help, you have to have SOPs and processes that you can hand over to somebody else, right? And before you think, well, I'll just hire an expert and they'll bring their own SOPs. I made that mistake too. Don't make that mistake because they own those systems and processes. And if that person doesn't work out and you part ways with them, then you still don't have systems and processes in place to do that thing. And so the first thing that you need to do is start creating systems and processes for everything that you do in your business. One of the easiest ways to do this is using Loom or Zoom or whatever ends in Oom that records things and screen record yourself doing tasks. If there is a task that you do repetitively, record it and create a process for it. Another way that I like to do this is brain dumping it, right? Like the other day I was writing a system or an SOP 
for my VA team to create an audiogram for my podcast. And I just literally wrote down, like, (laughs) um, the first thing you do is you create the graphic in Canva, duplicate this graphic, change the picture, change the name, change the episode title, export it, import it into headliner. Like, and I was literally like walking through the process. And if you can't do that in your head, then loom it and then do the same thing, right? Watch it again and say, okay, like the first thing you do is this. And the second thing you do is this and really walk them through how to do things. Not only will this give you a better idea of all of the things that you're doing in your business, but it will also really create this instruction manual of how to hand things off. So when you do hire somebody to take that on in your business, you can hand them the SOP and say, okay, I need you to start creating audiograms for the podcast. Here's the process to do that. Let me know if you have any questions. And if you recorded it, you can also include the video of you doing it with that so that somebody who's visual can watch you do it. And then they have the step-by-step process that they can then go ahead and do it themselves. And by doing this, you'll have a much more effective training process when you do hire people, but you'll also have a better idea of the tasks that you do in your business, which will help you with step number two. So number one is start creating systems and processes for everything you do in your business. Number two is identify the gaps or bottlenecks in those steps and processes in your business. So looking at that and say, okay, it takes me an hour and a half to record a podcast, upload, edit the podcast, upload the podcast, create the audiogram, create the graphics, send them out to the guests and all of these things. So if you can find that bottleneck in your business, say, okay, but if I hired somebody that would give me back this time and I could pay X number of dollars to somebody to do that, to give me back that time. And so that is a bottleneck in your business, a process that you're doing that takes you way too long that you could hand off to somebody else who would be more efficient in their time. So by creating those processes and really seeing the things that you're doing, you can group things together and say, okay, cool, this is a bottleneck. I can now hire for that clear role. And so the same thing is true with identifying gaps in your business. Maybe there's something that you aren't doing currently because you don't have the skill set for, but you would like to start doing. And so by having an idea of all of the systems and processes in your business, you can identify the gaps that you have and then fill the gaps with people who are better at that thing than you are. And then the third piece of this is really investing the time and making sure that you have the time to invest the time to properly train and onboard the new team members to set them up for success. This is something that I have gone through various levels of uh, success and failure within the past is handing people something and giving them complete autonomy and saying like, okay, go for it. You got this. And then them not grabbing it as quickly as I want. And then somehow thinking that it was their fault and not mine for like throwing SOPs at them and hoping for the best, but also really setting them up for success by taking the time to onboard and train them and really give them the opportunity to learn. And this is something that I've learned not only in hiring my own team, but in helping work with other people's teams too, is that when you do this, you have to create a level of psychological safety in your employees and in your team. And you have to give them the space to learn the way that they learn. Everybody learns things differently. We are all 
created differently. And you may learn things faster or you may do things faster than somebody else, but when you put that on somebody else that you're training and expect them to do things as fast as you do, the same way that you do, you're not going to create psychological safety in your team members. So by giving them the opportunity to fail and by giving them the space to learn their way and to really master something That is absolutely key in building a team that's going to make it long-term because you're giving them the chance to learn the system and then implement it in the way that you want them to rather than just throwing an SOP at them and then assuming that they're good to go, right? So really giving yourself the time to invest that time into properly onboarding and training them with the processes that you now are clear of in your business. So this one's a little bit different. We didn't talk much about launching today, but this is super relevant to growing a business. And that's what I'm going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be sharing more about this process of becoming what I have decided to call an aligned visionary in your business. I spent the first two years in my business trying to build a business the way that other people were doing it and other people were telling me to do it. But it wasn't until this last year that I really ripped up the script and decided to build build a business in my own alignment. I have learned a lot over the years about my energy, the way that I work, my human design, and really getting into alignment with the way that things work for me. Rather than trying to build things the way that it works for other people, I've really discovered how to build a business and a multiple six-figure company in a way that works for me. And so by letting go of all of the ways that I thought I had to do things and really leaning into my own intuition and alignment, I was able to create more revenue and more profit and more time doing the things that I truly love all at the same time. And so if you're at the point in your business where you're making consistent 5k plus months, but you're feeling burnt out or like you're running on a hamster wheel trying to scale your business, or even if you just want to run your business differently in 2022, these next few episodes are going to be key for you. So I hope that this episode is helpful. And if you want to grow a team, I think that's such a beautiful goal, but really starting with the steps and processes to do that in an aligned way is going to save you a lot of time, energy, and money down the road. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I will see you in the next one.